You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. I would not know what to do, I guess. If that it's was a, like a dick. It's, it's a dick. It's a dick. It's a dick. It's a dick. Suck it. It's fine. It works <laughs> the same way. It's the same physical fucking thing. It works. You're not going to fucking eat out a dick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cam. Cam gets it. Cam totally gets it. You're not going to eat out a dick. No. It's uncomfortable to talk about sex, but sometimes it's important to get uncomfortable. Sex Talk with My Mom is the best mom-son podcast about sex. It's the only one as well. My mother is a cougar. My son is a clown. In a nutshell, my dad died. So my mother decided to create a YouTube channel all about sex, like all mothers do. And then my son decides to use my material in his stand-up comedy routines. And thus, Sex Talk with My Mom was born. Welcome to Sex Talk with My Mom. I'm Cam Potter. And I'm Karen Lee Potter, you little sneaky freaks. You sneaky little freaking freaks. We're chatting about sex twice a week. My mother and me, how freaky is that? Just the two <laughs> of pretty, us. Pretty damn freaky, Cam. And on Thursdays, which is today, we have a special guest on the show. And today we have a very special guest. A specialty item, if you will. Yes, it's self-described specialty item. Her name is Gina Bloom. Woo-hoo! Gina Bloom is a hilarious comic. Uh, she's a transgender comedian that divides her time between L.A. and New York City. Although right now she's doing it straight from her home. She's She hosts an online comedy show called Make It Rain Comedy every Saturday. She's been on Comedy Central. She has a wonderful podcast of her own called Sweet. She's hilarious. And we had the delight of talking with her about sex. How do you like that, mother? She's very open about everything. I mean, I felt very comfortable that no matter what I asked and how bizarre the question would be, come out of my mouth because there's a lot of bizarre questions that come out of my mouth frequently she was able to answer them she has such a full perspective you know she grew up with male genitals being treated like a male uh feeling like a woman the whole time and then and hiding and hiding she had to hide it all yeah and then she transitioned to expressing herself as a woman and she has breast augmentation implants and and gets the hormones going still with the penis Still with, and, and enjoying the penis. And she just gets to see what is what the world is like, perceived as a man and then being perceived as a woman, and what that is like in the bedroom as well. Pretty fucking fascinating. It was great. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this and hear like her story growing up and how she's been living her life since she went hog wild and started having sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that she's just Which fucking I can embracing, relate. embracing the fucking world now. Yeah, it's amazing. Cool. I think this is a wonderful interview. It's both insightful and funny, and I think you're going to love it. So stay tuned, people, you little sneaky freaks. One quick mention that if you enjoy this episode, there's more on our Patreon page. So go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash sex talk with my mom. That's in the description of this episode. You can hear more hilarious stories about cuckolding, sneaky ass shit that she did on that Patreon bonus episode. All right, enjoy. Gina Bloom, welcome to the show. Thank I'm, you. I'm very excited to have you here. It's been a long time coming. You're in the LA comedy scene now recently. Recently, yes. When I saw you perform, I was pretty blown away by it because you talk about being a transgender lady and yeah. you're able to make it so funny. Well, uh, thank you. And, and like take this sometimes taboo subject and just like make it so comfortable for the audience to listen to. Yeah, that's what I try. Um, you know, I, I, there's kind of like two schools of thought, uh, for queer comics and trans comics specifically. There's like the, there's the for us and there's the for them school. And I'm definitely in the for them school. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to translate for like a, a cisgender audience more so than just, you know, keeping it in the community. Which I appreciate. You said you started doing stand-up right after you transitioned? Right after I transitioned, yes. So so where were you born? I was born in Tacoma, Washington, and my family moved around a lot. My my dad um, was something of an inept con artist, so we were constantly... <laughs> yeah, he was very bad at it. That so is it, hilarious. It is what's hilarious. An example, what's an example of a bad con, a con that went awry? Oh my God, he had so many. They're not like funny it's it's not like it's not like you know like on tv he just he would just do things that that just blew up in his face he would like he would um 
you know, he would sell try to sell the same thing twice or <laughs> he would he would, you know, he tried to be a slumlord for a while in in um, the town where I grew up mostly. We ended up moving around quite a bit through Indiana, spent a year in the Philippines where my mom is, was from, uh, ended up doing most of my growing up when we settled down in, in central Florida. And he tried to be a slumlord there for a while. He was oh reconverting God. old houses for like apartments and yeah, it, you know, he's he was just not good at it. He he tried a lot of like Trumpian things where he would try to screw people out of their bills, like oh, the subcontractors. No. And um, and your mom, what did she do? She just went along with this? Or she... My mom was a devout Catholic Filipino woman. She she married him. She was going to stand by him no matter how. Stand wow. by your man? Absolutely. She uh, she's a hardworking lady. She often worked two jobs. She was the you know she was the stable one. She worked at disney world for 20 years cool. uh as a as as a you know someone in the custodial staff and yeah that was great mom was definitely the steady one uh so much so that um we didn't even realize until you know she got cancer uh, a few years ago and passed away uh, that oh i'm sorry uh, well, yeah it's been a it's been a little while but the 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 funny part was, and this is kind of darkly funny. I don't know how funny it actually is, but we, we the, always we like dark funny. Well, this is very dark funny. She was always a little strange. Uh, she would, <laughs> she would, she would pick up ghosts in her car and talk to Jesus personally. And uh, she got diagnosed, uh, you know, stage uh, three cancer, and they're like, uh, we're, she's probably not going to make it. And like, oh, and by the way, she's also apparently schizophrenic, and <laughs> we were like. Oh, that makes sense. We just thought <laughs> she was Filipino. And <laughs> no, but I, I do think the Filipino culture, because I know a few that they do um, believe in ghosts. Some, uh, some yeah, they yeah, absolutely it's not, do. It's not that, uh, that far fetched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're not all paranoid schizophrenic, but that no. is a hilarious thing to discover on your deathbed. <laughs> yeah. But like... I don't, I, but that doesn't sound like she really was. It's just that. No, she, no, she absolutely was. They put her on. Oh, she was. <laughs> they, put her on they put her on antipsychotics and she cleared right up. But um, no. Oh, God, <laughs> no way! But the the you know I to our credit, Dad was a racist Southerner, so you know hey we we got it from somewhere. But uh, also to our credit, schizophrenia in other cultures, not in not in the U.S. culture, it does kind of manifest that way, like in the Philippines and in like countries that kind of like like Karen Lee had said, where they have. Um, that's sort of in the culture anyway. That's the kind mm -hmm. of stuff that they that they hallucinate. That like American schizophrenics hallucinate things that are in the American culture, and it tends to be more paranoid because. Oh wow! Yeah, because my my mom is uh, got advanced Parkinson's and has a caretaker who's from the Philippines, and she has, you know, she gets a little freaked out. You know, when my father passed away, she got a little freaked out and thought she saw, you know ghosts when she was sleeping and yeah she, you know she's that kind of stuff so yeah i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure you know <laughs> it's it's your mom being schizophrenic as much as she just she, she, she just really Filipino. she really saw the ghosts yeah yeah i mean so this is these are two very interesting characters to grow up with yeah oh, you yeah. sound like you've got I, sneaky pete's speaking i know you're into pop culture and i just yeah the third season of sneaky pete's who's a con artist the whole family's like it's, it's a constant con in that show yeah and it, it sounds like your dad would have fit in perfectly he would have he would have been unsneaky pete i uh, unsneaky <laughs> pete yeah exactly it's not the, the not un terribly sneaky pete yeah, yeah he wasn't sneaky at all <laughs> so, so how did first of all are, were you able to even discuss sex with them no, not really. Um, and like, it wasn't like, like, I kind of knew from early on, uh, like when I was 11 or 12, that there was something up with the way that I viewed myself and the way that I viewed, you know, the world. And like, I didn't, you know, for, at that time I was living in a small town in Indiana. There wasn't a lot of information out there. This is before you could just like look up everything on the internet. Um, so you know, I didn't really have a word for it, but I knew, I knew something was up and, uh, well, you know, how you did spend... you know? Oh, you just know, you just know, like you just, you just feel it. It's like, you feel different. Um, and like, it's, it's even a little hard to explain at first. It just, it's just sort of like a quality that, mm -hmm. uh, um, that you just sort of inherently know. And like, you see the, 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 like the boys and like in the locker room, you're like, well, that's, 
that's incorrect. And I never <laughs> felt <laughs> so that's that's incorrect. aligning. Yeah, yeah. This this didn't this didn't work out. But on the other hand, I never felt that profound like wrongness. Like it's as you know, I'm I'm as trans as they come, but like I never but- felt like I was going to kill myself or I couldn't go on living if I didn't transition. Uh, I I had, um, you know, I had sort of like convinced myself that because I didn't feel that way, that uh, I didn't have to do it. That I could just be kind of like low key miserable. (laughs) And, you know, no, I like the way you're putting it though. It's interesting because like we've interviewed Buck Angel and yeah, he absolutely. Had that, the need that was so strong, right? Yeah, um, and that's right, and that's that's his experience, and that's a that's a common experience for a lot of trans people I know feel that way, and uh, and you know they should, and you know I shouldn't have waited either, uh, to be honest, uh, but because I was able to manage, and I think I think that a little bit of that is you know having grown up in a somewhat chaotic household. Right. I was just thinking, wait, I mean, it, how do you have time for yourself when you're dealing with unsne- yeah. <laughs> unsneaky Pete and, and right. your mom who is seeing ghosts? I mean, it's, it's exactly, tough. exactly. It was hard. It was hard to get stage time in that, in that family. <laughs> you have siblings too? <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah. The, we were fam- five siblings. Uh, what? Big Catholic family. Uh, it was hard to get, it was, it was hard to get, yeah, it's hard to get stage time there. Those, Where you did you have, fit in there? I was, uh, I was the smart one. Uh, no, I, was, I mean, what number? Oh, number three, in the, right in the middle. Right in the middle. Oh man, uh, like I was, me. I, yeah, I was the favorite of of both of them, uh, which carried with it its own like weight. Yeah, its own weight. Sure, exactly. I couldn't disappoint them, right? right. By because... saying that, you, you, so you never always say something doesn't feel right. I think I'm not yeah. feeling good in my skin because you're obviously the favorite, so you have to pretend to be the perfect one. Exactly. And I had, you know, because I was the responsible, smart one, I had, you know, sort of like early on, I had to like take on some of the burden of the family too. So because mom and dad were, you know, not 100% capable of running a house by themselves. So I I took on a lot of that. Did any of your siblings have similar thoughts or experiences? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a good question, Cam. Yeah, we we are we are my my little brother and I are are New York famous. Uh, we're New York famous for like ten seconds because uh, we both transitioned at the same time. Oh. No way. Uh, yeah, uh, he was born uh, cis. He was born, you know, with lady anatomy, and I was born not. And like, and you wanted to switch, and we wanted to switch. Yeah, and so uh, it, you know. It had came, it came out in uh, New York Magazine. They did a profile on us. They hired a professional photographer, and that's how I came out to my family. Uh, wow! My parents, my parents had already passed away. Oh, um, oh your dad so, has passed as well. Yes, my dad passed years ago. He's back in two thousand five. It's been quite a while for him. Um, but you know, my mother had passed in two thousand thirteen, and I, you know, I and I came out in fifteen. So. You have seen some shit. I have, how, how old are you now? <laughs> I have seen. I am older than most people think. Uh, totally. I mean, because I'm looking at you by a Zoom, and you're like, first of all, beautiful. I was like, oh, thank whoa, you. She is stunning. And second of all, I mean, you you don't look like you have any age at all. I, you're just like, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't put a number on it. Well, you know that. It, you know, there's there's definitely a. a a de-aging benefit to uh, synthetic hormones. They oh really oh. absolutely yeah yeah they they will take the years off and then you know being Filipino on top of that it's you're gonna, you're like Benjamin Button over here I'm I'm Benjamin Buttony <laughs> I think yeah. so it's a good I'm, one yeah that's what I'm doing I'm aging backwards here uh, wow. all for it I mean so how do you think going through all these experiences has affected like your outlook on life or your personality. Oh, you know, I think that uh, I think that I've grown so much in the past four years since I came out. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm upset with myself for not letting my mother know this person. My dad would never have got it. Uh, I I think that my mother, especially if we had got her on the antipsychotics uh, early, 
she would have eventually come around. But since that time, since I, since I transitioned, um, I have gotten a lot healthier, uh, mentally and otherwise, uh, I've gotten a lot more outgoing. Like I never would have done stand up mm. um, before I did this. It wasn't just because I had a lot to talk about all of a sudden. It's just also because I, I feel comfortable and I'm outgoing and I've never was what anyone would consider, um, extroverted like people are like oh you're so quiet you're, you never have anything to say and now it's like and now I'm, I'm up there being as as loud and as stupid as i possibly can oh yeah you, you, as, you, as basically you sound like me yeah yeah exactly because <laughs> i was very shy growing up too right we, we found we found our true selves later on and and, and now, now. <laughs> yeah absolutely now we can't shut up so <laughs> yeah but j- just so you know your mother of course is here with us and she knows what's going on so oh she I, absolutely does especially yes. with her psychic powers i believe she had them when she was on this earth so yes she, she knows what's yes, going on she, she knew knows. what was going on she knew she did actually she 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 confronted me a couple of times oh no uh, way I uh, wasn't ready to have that conversation with her, but she definitely knew something was up. Yeah. What would the confrontation look like? They were really, I mean, she had a way about her. Um, she was, when she knew something wasn't something that she necessarily wanted to hear, like she knew something was up, but she didn't want confirmation. She just wanted you to like lie to her. She would, she'd come to you in a certain way that was like, I know something's up, but just tell me what I want to hear so I don't have to worry. <laughs> and like oh my we god had, we All had right. this kind of unspoken <laughs> transaction I, I am, and i am like the complete opposite i know something's up tell me right now i can accept it but i want to know what it is yeah and i will not let you go to sleep until you tell me <laughs> no no because she was so worried about you know going to hell and being you know a very fundamentalist ah. catholic in like you know the philippine catholic church is is even even more fundamentalist than you know what you might find in america and they, um, yeah, they're very, they're, they, the devil's real with them. And he, yeah. he lives in a house somewhere. And like, if you, if you, you know, fall into his clutches and you're, you're just screwed forever. And she, she worried about that viscerally. So she just wanted, she wanted me to convince her that she, what she saw wasn't real. And then oh, later wow. on, later on, I would, um, figure things out for myself is what oh, she was damn. hoping. Yeah. So I want to know how this affects your sex life because on stage you have some hilarious premises yeah. around this. Um, here's the crazy thing i I was a virgin uh, until um, 2012. Um, uh, that was my last. That was my really my only real relationship. My my one and only shot at being a straight person. Um. And that didn't work out. So it was like one one real sexual experience. I've had like I had like others stuff that kind of happened, kind of didn't. I've hooked up with men plenty of times, but it, I don't know whatever definition of virginity is. I guess I'm not. But as far as like penetrative man lady me on top sex, so I, no, none of that happened until 2012. And now you know, in the past four years, I've had more sex. In, with a lot of great people and a lot of not so great people of every type and it's really opened a lot of doors like dude like i i have <laughs> a lot of doors so to speak so to speak a lot of bedroom doors have been open um <laughs> and like you know especially for the first two or three years i was i was like you could not stop me i was i was just i was just hooking up with everybody everybody oh and it sounds fun it well, was fun. So wait a second, it, when it, you, it are you hooking up with men and women, or just absolutely, yeah. Oh, there sure. you go. Yeah, uh, sometimes, sometimes in the same room. Sometimes, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, damn. I I've dated men, women, couples. Um, I had a. So you kept your penis, I'm assuming. Yes, I did. Okay. Still there. Is we interviewed Jesse Dubai? I don't know if you know yeah, her. I do not. Okay, so she's uh, similar in the sense that she was born. Uh, a male kept her penis, but now identifies with a woman as a mm-hmm. woman, and she's a porn star as well. And, and not as well, but a porn star. I don't know if you're a porn star. I am not. No, you're not a porn I, star. Okay, not she a porn is. Star. She is. Anyway, uh, she loves to use her her dick. I mean, she's like, why would I, t- you know, not use? Yeah, it's great. It's, <laughs> I do you this. Do you, yeah, go, you go ahead. ahead. Sorry. 
No, I was going to say that this stuff down here isn't really the center of it. Like, I don't... It would probably be more convenient if I had the other stuff going on. Um, it would certainly it would certainly make things more simple to, like, wouldn't have to have a lot of conversations ahead of time. Um, and, I, and I'd feel safer, but, like, as far as my physical enjoyment, I, I'm having a lot of fun doing what I'm doing. And uh, I don't have any real desire to change that. I've I've altered my body a lot. I have I have boobs. I've had my fat rearranged. I'm gonna have my face fixed up a little bit so that no, I'm... your face is beautiful. Well, thank you. So are you, so is yours, and so so is so thank is Cameron's. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but Cam, I have... Cam, your face is beautiful too. What but like, I, I have well, I have a hairline, as you can see when I pulled the bangs up. You see, it's really high. Um, so that's, that's, you know, that's my dad's hairline. So I'm just going to have hair from here put in here so I can have, you know, a lower hairline and like a little, little work, like above the eyes. You can't see them because I'm not facing this direction, but you can see the, the ridge on my eyes right here is a little too pronounced. So that basically when this gets planed down a little bit, my eyebrows will pop a little more femininely and then that's about it. Do you think that the reason you want those types of surgeries are different than the reasons why, like, say, my mom would want... I knew you were going like to put a, me in that category. Mine is like, all is, defying gravity, okay? Mine is like, don't let those things pull everything down. Yours is more of like, I'm trying to look more feminine. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think that, I think that there's a, there's a discrete difference, but I also think that we're kind of doing it for the same reason because we want to feel better because we're basically mm -hmm. vain we're basically right. vain. all right i said it well i yeah i don't I'm know vain. i i mean yeah is it is it vanity or is it like you still feel like if i looked a little more like this it would be a rep good representation of my insides it both both um because i i'm not unaware that i i operate freely in society as a woman like i no problems uh i know that some trans women don't have the luxury of having, you know, a Filipino mom with Filipino bone structure. And like, uh, this is, this is all natural. None of this is changed. <laughs> so like, I, I get that. I, I got lucky in a sense. Um, so I think that for a lot of trans women, it's a, it's an existential question. I don't really need it in like, I don't like, I, I can't, I don't feel like I'm going to die without it. So I think, I am more like a cis woman that gets a procedure done. I, mm. I do it because it makes me feel better. I'm actually, my doctor's appointment that I, that I have today um, is actually a, a revision for my lipo. I had my fat transferred, which was a more of an existential thing, but they left a little fat behind. So I'm having that little extra sucked out. <laughs> it's like, this is as, that is as white lady as you come. Like my lipo wasn't good enough. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have extra lipo done. So there you go. Did did you feel when after you transitioned, was it a significant difference in how people treated you? Um Oh yeah. Yeah. It, how would you describe that? Um when I was living as a guy, and I and some of this and most of it is because of the difference in my personality that um has come from it, but I was pretty much invisible. Um I, I was, you know, I was unremarkable. I, you know, I, I carried myself in a way that I wanted people to not really notice me. And like, my plan was just to be a writer and sort of do things from my room and, you know, make my living that way. And I so also you were basically at, hiding. Yeah, I was hiding. And uh, even when I was in, even when I was like in, you know, um, public I would still like hide and I transitioned and I went through this little awkward phase for about six months where I was trying to figure myself out and then I got my confidence and like and the world all hell broke loose and all hell broke loose and yes there's a lot of stuff that women go through that's gross I've been catcalled I've been followed I've been threatened I've had a guy on the New York City subway wave his dick at me um I uh, saw a guy whacking off in front of the ATM machine. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of Love. shit I never saw before. But yeah, that's the shit. That's the shit I deal with. But on the other hand, I also get so much friendlier treatment from people at stores. They, 
Whoa. They're, they're just nicer to me. I think that, um, isn't that wild? It is wild. I, it's, it's, a, it's such a weird experience having, having been through both, both sides of that. Yeah. I can see, I can see uh, some men's point about the way that they're grousing about the way they get treated by other people, because it is true. You are kind of shit on, um, as a man in a sense, but like also you still have all the power and money in the world. So like, who cares? But like, <laughs> but I, I can see the point to, a, I can see the point to a point. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's why that's a wild perspective to have. Yeah. You know, are there, is it, this is a weird thing, but I have a friend from a high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he's older now as I am. And he was the first person I know that openly said, I'm, I'm very sexually attracted to trans women, yeah. specifically Filipino trans women. Oh, wow. Oh, that, shit. Women yeah. have a suitor for you. I, I think I have a guy for you if you like older men. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do, in fact. Uh, but is, is that a thing, though, more so for Filipino, or is that just a complete coincidence? No, I think it's, uh, you know, Filipino, Thai, Asian, the the bodies there are they tend to be a little smaller and softer um just uh you know from whatever demographic thing so you know when like a five foot nine filipino skinny boy like me with good bone structure transitions to a woman it the the physics is pretty i mean i i I basically just slot right over because I already have a, I already had a very feminine body to begin with. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, like a, you know, like a, a, a Nordic person might have a stockier frame. I don't know, but uh, I, you know, there's definitely a lot of fetishization of Asian women uh, in general, uh, and then Asian trans women because, because you know, we. Um, we sort of physiologically fit a more feminine bill. More petite. More petite. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think that's part of it. And, you know, I am not this way. My mother was not this way. But, you know, Asian women have a have a uh, reputation for being kind of submissive yeah. uh, and easy to manipulate. Even though my mom, you know, stood by her man like a good Catholic, she was she was not someone you could bullshit. She was she was not someone you could could roll over. She she gave as good as she got. Um, and I'm, I'm the same way. So I, I don't know. I, I no, I don't want to, I don't want to put things into your friend's mouth that he hasn't said. Like, I don't want to say mm-hmm. he, yeah, I was going to say, I should Asian probably just women. ask him. I don't, but for some reason, I, ever so often, he, and this has been going on for years, way before I, I, I even knew the word transgender, he was telling me that that was who he's attracted to. And you know, uh, he wasn't hey. shy about sending me pictures and everything, but they always seem to be the same type. Yeah, well, he has uh, a type. He has a type. We all have a type. I have a type. Everyone has types. I have. I have. Cam, I do you have, have a, a few type? Types. I, I probably have a type. Yeah. Yeah. I have a few types. Um, just depends on what I'm looking for. But yeah. Uberlube will save the day. Uberlube is what you should be stocking up on, not toilet paper. But fucking Uber Lube. You're going to be quarantined and you're going to want the best sex possible. How do you do that? Lube. High quality silicone lubricant. It's tasteless. It's scentless. It's silky smooth. It is by far our favorite lubricant. It's luxurious. And it's not like one of those lubes that you put on you and it's like all this like sticky. It's like putting your dick in slime. Ugh. None of that shit. It is just a thin perfect layer and it's simple ingredients you know just vitamin e and silicone and guess what it's great for vaginal anal and oral sex oh it's a trifecta it's a trifecta how about masturbating alone in your studio it's very good for that i can speak from firsthand experience thank you for sharing cam if you're looking to lubricate uber lube is your answer right now they're offering Sex Talk With My Mom listeners, a special offer. 10% off and free shipping when you use our code MOM at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code MOM, M-O-M, at U-B-E-R lube.com. No shame in that. Hey, you have the type? All right, what's I your type? To... Uh, when it comes to men, uh, I, I do like an older guy. 
with well, there a you go. Bit I got, of authority. I, I, I'm going to make what's called in, Jew, in the Jewish religion a shidduch. Yes, please do that. I'm making um, a shidduch with you a, and my friend, okay? Make a shidduch, please. That, shidduch. Would love that. <laughs> I'd love that. Uh, <laughs> with women, it tends to be, you know, it, it tends to be, um, you know, uh, like petite, um, not necessarily petite, but like blonde women that are smaller than I am. Uh, I have, you know, uh, I, I have an affinity toward, although I dated, uh, for a year and a half, I dated a, a soft butch lesbian and she loves it when I talk about her, even though we're not dating anymore. Uh, wait, 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 hold on. A soft, soft butch, butch. lesbian. So, so soft butch and not so, a hardcore yes, butch. Not okay. a hardcore butch. So she was soft. She's still feminine. She looked kind of like, she looked kind of like, um, like an emo boy. She wore eyeliner and and had like sweater vests and things like that. Sweater, yeah, and like I never thought I'd I'd be attracted to a person like that, but we got along really well for a while and we had great sex. And um, she's and I, I know you're going to listen to this, Scout. You're still you know the the best fuck I ever had. So there, well, uh, wait, <laughs> Scout. What made the Scout so good in bed? Uh, she just knows what she's doing. She's solid. She's got a solid technique. Um, she's, but it's harder she, to know what you're doing. With, well, I guess it's yeah. See, I'm thinking to myself. Well, she knows what she's doing in terms of pleasing a woman, or in terms yeah. of pleasing a man. No, she knows how to please a woman, and my body likes that. Like, uh, you know, I didn't understand sex, you know, prior to transitioning because people approached me in the wrong way, and she's she she'd never encountered a body like mine before. But like, it took her no time at all to figure it all out, and like, we got along great sexually. And um, she was uh, she's a wizard with the strap on. And <laughs> and I say that fully knowing that she she loves it when I talk about this. So I'm I'm definitely playing to the crowd a bit here. So uh, it's very she finds it very flattering when I when I compliment her strap on skills. So. It, I mean, it sounds like that sex is so much more interesting than the sex that like a like someone that like me would would have. <laughs> First of all, what makes you say that, Cam? Uh, first of all, strap like it's it's Pegging. not even just your penis going into her. Maybe it, it, yeah. it's she, now she's wearing a strap on going into you, mm-hmm. uh, presumably. Absolutely, Pe- it's yeah. called pegging, Cam. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, pegging. If if I were still as a, as a dude, we just called it fucking. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so many more like variations and you know different combos if you will yeah and like the thing is is that you know after having had sex with you know feminine women that want me in a to in a certain way and they still approach me as a woman but like they approach me more like a more like the way i would with scout like i like when i was with her i still treated her as a woman but like she was definitely in the position of power physically um so i've been with feminine women that like me and to be in that position i've been with you know i've been i've been with quite a few lesbians butch women they fucking love me and i've been with a, <laughs> lo- a lot of men there's a whole lot of men it's <laughs> just a ton of them at this point point. and uh keep going keep going and like people are like why are you bi are you pan are you, I, 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 who cares uh that's that's <laughs> really that's that's all, that's all i gotta say about this it's like who cares um i like who i like if uh, you know, we have sex, we have sex. And like, I actually, you know, obviously in quarantine, I haven't done anything. Um, uh, but even before that, like maybe three months since, since before the start of quarantine, I, I just kind of like lost interest in it for a while, which happens to me. It happens to um, everybody. Happens to everybody. You just, you know, you, pr- you prioritize other things. Um, so a question for you. Sure. All right, so I used to ask my friend who uh, I was referring to before about the same question because yeah. he and I would. Now this is back twenty years ago or whatever. Okay. And we had these discussions, and I would say, he, you know, honestly, um, I'm thinking when when do you have that talk and say, by the way, you know, you're so you're with a guy, maybe he's hetero, mm-hmm. uh, straight straight guy, and he's attracted to you in a bar or whatever. When do you tell him that you have a dick? I I don't pick up guys in bars. Unless All right, let's are. just hypothetically speaking, you're in a yeah. Starbucks. Um, as soon as it's comfortable, too. I, I try to have that conversation as quickly as possible. Um, and, like, there's definitely, 
I shouldn't have to. Like I sh- like I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Um, I know I live in a world that isn't necessarily as woke as as I want it to be. So for my own preservation, my own safety, I'm like, hey, you know, I am trans, right? And sometimes they'll be like, oh, really? Um, well, bye. Yeah. And then they'll yeah. be the last I see of them. And sometimes they're like, I don't care. And sometimes they're like, yes, I know. That's why I'm talking to you. Mm. And wow. oh wow. So if the guy is if, if he's if he's like he's like if he's like peace out, that's fine. Um I this is a fucking line out the door. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that was the discussion we used to have because I would say to him, and this is a, again when people were far or less, as you say, woke, far or less yeah. woke, obviously, because no one even heard of such a thing. Or yeah. if they did, it was in a movie like I think I heard about it first in Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. Um, but he and I would have this big argument all the time because he would say, like, if I'm, like, making out with someone and, you know, and, you know, I find, or whatever, he was saying that if if this was a situation and someone knew, if, thought you were, had a, thought you were one thing and then they found a penis, they get very angry. Oh, he, yeah. He, he'd say yeah. that they'd still have sex anyway. And I'd say, no, I think they would walk away. because. I, that's because I think the society has ingrained in in straight cis men to a, that this would be a no no or something mm-hmm. that they would be maybe uh, not up for or whatever because it's mostly society is as you were saying who gives a shit but this is how society has changed over the last twenty years. He was saying the only reason that they say they would leave is because they're trying to hit on me. Uh, yeah, yeah. By you know anyway. I'm getting off on a tangent. Do you I, know what I'm talking about or no? I do. I do. Yeah. It's 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 a different time now. Uh but it's not that different. Um That's what like, I was wondering. How different is it? Are people still like having their biases one way or the other? Yeah, absolutely. Um even in LA, I I still don't I still don't feel completely comfortable with just like letting a guy figure it out for himself. Because um, you you couldn't get beat up or whatever. Yeah, someone gets absolutely. angry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like sex to me is not that important that I'm going to like put myself in danger over it. And certainly not one man. There's not one man out there that I'd be like, Oh, I have to fuck this guy no matter what. Like, let me convince him. Yeah. There's plenty more where he came from. Not worry about it. Like that's, if he doesn't want to fuck fine. I think everybody should have that attitude though. I think so. Yeah. Shouldn't have to convince anybody of anything. No, not a bit. No. So, so is the ideal world that you're looking for, the woke world you're looking for, one in which, like, you know, you connect with someone, it doesn't matter what genitals that, you know. It doesn't have. matter. It doesn't matter. You know, that's a good question. I think, I think that for my own personal experience, I think that I'd like to be able to just to, just to tell someone what I have going on. Without any worry that it's going to go badly. Just, oh, by the way, here's what you're going to find. And they're like, cool. Thanks for letting me know. And I don't have, like, I don't have to worry about getting embarrassed. I don't have to worry about being put into danger or anything like that. Uh, I think that, you know, at some point, that's a more plausible future than eventually people will just fuck because, um, you know, I I don't begrudge anybody their personal taste in stuff. I don't I don't tell people they need to eat tacos if they don't like tacos. I don't tell people they need to be into dicks if they don't want to be into dicks. Um, it's fine. Okay, but who doesn't like tacos? Yes, who I doesn't was like say. I, yeah. I know some fucking people that don't like tacos, so <laughs> it makes no sense to me at all. But. I think we're, I, yeah, it is hard because the stigma is still so ingrained. It, yeah. But I I mean, I think see generations below us that are like so much more advanced in this direction, like not even close to where, what I experienced growing up, you know? And, and obviously add another 20 years onto mine. Right. Yeah. 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 So I think in maybe even another 20 years, it's going to be such a different, it might be the world that you're imagining or it might be it just might be. all same sex together just like guys would be only with guys and girls will only be with girls who knows 
Who knows? Well, I, I your your joke about comparing gay dick to straight dick because yeah. because basically the for our listeners the premise is you know before you transitioned you would say like i was you were fucking essentially mm-hmm. uh men who were attracted to other uh, um uh, male identifying men yeah men. yeah yes, and absolutely. so uh, do you consider yourself before this a woman or only after transition oh uh, before before uh from the moment I, you know, from the moment I was aware of something going on, um, all the way to when I was 11 years old, like I absolutely, uh, that, that was the beginning of it. And like, just because I physically changed my appearance doesn't make, doesn't change, you know, who I was before. I just wasn't able to be honest with myself enough to live it. Right. Um, but you know, people operate under delusions and operate under like false selves all the time. It doesn't make them not fundamentally who they are. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I never had, uh, sex with a woman until, you know, a few years ago, but, um, with men, it's, it's a whole lot easier. <laughs> so essentially you were, even though you were identifying as mm-hmm. a woman, or maybe not even outwardly or inwardly identifying as a woman, yeah. you were a woman, but men who you were fucking were attracted to a men, men a, appearing as men. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, you know, and I would also fuck straight guys that were into like cross dressers and things like oh, that. I, see. I, I did that as well. But th- I never liked that experience because they were too fetishy for me. Oh, I see. And so when I would hook up with gay men, I would. I would get, they kind of transactionally understood that I was on the feminine side. So they would still treat me in a womanly way. Um, so I would get like the emotional connection that I was looking for that like tranny chasers weren't giving me. Um, <laughs> so my friend that's a tranny chaser, he would say to me, I'm not gay. So he wasn't gay. He's, a he's tra- not gay. He's, he's a tranny just, chaser. He, I mean, maybe he's not a tranny chaser. Maybe he's just physically he's attracted tr- to no, trans women. He's but... a tranny chaser, and he would openly admit that. Oh well, you know, if, as long as as long as he's nice about it. Like I've since my, you know, since I transitioned, uh, you know, I I have been with a few like self described tranny chasers, and some have been very nice, and some have met my emotional needs for a time. So uh, just being a quote unquote chaser doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. It just means that the ones that I hooked up with at that time before I transitioned just weren't for me. And did you wait? Did when you were growing up, did you like sneak into your your sister's rooms and want to wear their clothes or anything? Yeah, like that? I did a little of that. Not proud of it, but you know, you got to do what you got to do to get <laughs> to figure yourselves out. Um, it you know. It, it didn't hurt that I was my sister's size uh, growing up, so that that definitely helped. Um, well, did they say anything to you, like your siblings ever say, "Get out of my bra drawer"? No, I you know I was pretty careful, um, and like I, ha- I'm sure that someone suspected something, but I was never caught. Um, so it's so sad though that you actually had to you know, go through this when you're a yeah. kid, you know, that you couldn't just wear what you want to wear. Yeah. Yeah. And like that has changed somewhat. I think that, you know, you see kids. Uh, yeah. I see Cam who's walking around half the time. I don't wearing women's clothing. <laughs> well, there you go. And then it's always outlandish too. Yeah. Or you see even younger kids, like the kids on like TikTok and things like that, where you know, the gender is sort of blurred. Um, and that's not necessarily universal. Like there's still plenty of places that are, well you know intolerant and not not accepting i think you know the last four years have just of our political sphere have given us like you know a a real window and just how far we've not come Um, i don't know because donald trump has made it so that self-tanning is a thing now for all genders yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> just, at, you know. at one point, you know, when I was growing up, they would people would do that and say, "Oh, you know, if you're self tanning, that means you must be gay." Yeah. And now yeah. Donald Trump is doing it, so you know. Well, yes, we got rid of that stigma. He got rid of that self tanner, but you know, he he does it in a straight way because he's bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, so can you tell me, just to go back to this, why yeah. you think gay dick is so much better than straight dick? Oh, God. I mean, it's it's right there in the joke. Um, gay guys are, are cleaner in, in general. <laughs> and they're totally. more attentive. Um, and, you know, there's... There is a certain level of expertise, obviously, you know, a, a, a man understands, you know, the, the mechanics of the body, but like dicks aren't complicated. They're really not. They're very simple. They're, you know, there's, there's not a lot of moving parts in a dick. Ah. So it doesn't take that much mastery. So are you talking about manscaping? No. Well, is, yeah. Is manscaping time for an ad, by the way, Cam? <laughs> we already, we passed that time, but <laughs> we probably have talked about manscaped to this point. Code yeah. mom talk for twenty percent off. <laughs> mom talk, mom talk. No, actually, uh, again, this is back in the day when I first. Even, I mean, nobody would groom, man or woman would groom. Back, yeah, you know when I was growing up. But then we're talking. I don't know where I was. I thought probably South Beach. I'm talking a bunch of gay guys back. Uh, I don't know how long ago this was, and they started telling me how they groom, and I'm like, men groom. I was like shocked. Yeah, yeah. So it started in the gay community. And then Absolutely. finally, there was some wokeness going on with the heterosexual males. Yeah. It got them to groom. It, yeah, it's, it's not I universal. Which I thank you for. I thank, well, all, I, thank all, I thank all gay guys for... <laughs> thank all of the queer community for the, teaching men how to take care of their dicks. Yes, yes. that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> it, I mean, I've, I've been with plenty of fucking gross-ass gay men. Uh, you know, they, <laughs> oh, really? Plenty of fucking disgusting gay men. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not universal. And I've been, you know, and I've, and like I had, I've had a couple of like, you know, well-trimmed, nice apartment, well, uh, you know, appointed straight men that are just, they're just, yeah, they just get it. But, you know, in general, you know, jokes are cliches. I'm not, I'm not talking universally. Not all straight men are, are disgusting, but most of them are. More straight men are disgusting <laughs> compared to gay men. Um, and it's reflected in their dicks. Their dicks are like, <laughs> it's like a straight man, that his, for his dick is his most valuable thing, but it's also the thing he cares for the least. Wow, very that often. is wild. It's strange, yeah, but true. Cam, what, do you agree with this? Uh, that might be. Yeah, I mean, I don't take too much care of my penis. <laughs> and it is you complain when me, there's a so when there's problems you complain. That is but, true. That but is true. for the but most part it, with my whole body I think I complain. So, it's not that dissimilar. But I, I, yeah, I think this I wonder also about the dynamic of the sex before and after the transition if but it sounds like you're having all sorts of different yeah you know, styles and, and status yeah. plays and stuff like this. So, um, but I, I do wonder if, oh man, I could just imagine it's such a different experience given like the people that you attract have to be of a slightly different mindset, you know? Yeah, that's very true. Um, uh, sometimes I get, you know, men that are like Karen Lee's friend that specifically seek me out. And some of them are great. I've had a lot of good experiences with a lot of men that, you know, are looking for trans women in particular. It's definitely more convenient when that happens. Um, and because, been, Why would it be more convenient? Because they appreciate all the nuances. Because they, they, right, they appreciate all the nuances. They've had experience. You know, I don't have to, like, tell them what to do. I've been with, um, I've been with cis women that, I've been with one cis woman that, um, attempted to she was great we had like a great makeout session we had great foreplay but then she attempted to basically do to my dick what you would do to like a clitoris and it is i mean i appreciate i appreciate the effort i really do uh (gasps) visually it was kind of cool but like you know the the wiring isn't there just treat it like a dick it's fine (laughs) So was she too soft? I mean, what was getting she? The I mean, no, here? she 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 just she tried to like flick it, you know. <laughs> she tried she tried to give it kind of lingus, and like it, it was like ah, I appreciate your efforts, sweetheart, but like that's not you know very well that's not how that works. You've been you, <gasps> you you've had plenty of dicks in your mouth. You know very well that's not how that thing works. That is fucking hilarious. 
That is so funny. La- and that's that. We need some lessons then, I guess. Yeah, I would not know what to do. I guess if, if that it's was the like a dick. It's, it's a dick. It's a dick. It's a dick. It's well, suck it. It's fine. It works the same way. It's the same physical fucking thing. It works. You're not gonna fucking eat out a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cam. Cam gets it. Cam totally gets. You're not gonna eat out a dick. No. Yeah. It's not right. how those things. I work. just you wasn't suck exact- a dick. You eat a pussy. That's it. That's exactly. Oh, thank you for thank science. you for clarifying, Cam. Yes, <laughs> thank you for that. Precisely. Can we? Well, we got to the bottom of that. I think <laughs> we should get some more of these experiences um, aired. I, could we play a little "Mom, Don't Ask That"? Oh yeah. So sh- this is a game that we play on the show. Uh, okay. It's called "Mom, Don't Ask That." She asks all the questions a mother typically wouldn't ask her oh. children. As you can see, I have a a top hat here. Filled with I, questions. Let's do it. I'm assuming that your mom would not want to play this game with us. <laughs> no. If she were alive, she would If wouldn't. she was alive, she would not want to play Mom Don't Ask Absolutely not. All right. This is going to be a good one, I can tell. What is the number one thing that turns you on? Oh, yeah. Um, the number one thing that turns me on is... Um, it's being a little bit rough with me, just like, just like giving me a little shove. Yeah, that 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 gets it going. <laughs> a little shove. So a you little like a little shove. BDSM just is a little what nudge. you're saying. A little nudge, a little like a you know a little a little a little a little bend over. My my very first hookup as a woman was with a this uh, lovely French Canadian Jewish boy that I think may have been homeless, but um, <laughs> he. <laughs> He basically took me into my room. We were making out. I was against my makeup table, and he spun me around and shoved me, shoved my face into my mirror, basically, and started eating my butt. And I'm like, wow, this is fucking dope. And um, were you concerned about the mirror or your? I was concerned about the mirror. I was thinking getting broken or anything like that. Broken? No, it wasn't. It wasn't like a smash. Like he just like he just like forcefully, but like safely pushed me into the mirror and it was hot because like uh, my only view was my own face which i i'm a big fan of so uh <laughs> so yeah and he he knew what he wanted he wanted that butt and he was like you're gonna you're gonna give it to me um yeah, it does like sound that. hot i gotta tell you so you like it, a little bdsm is what you're saying I, I, I like it a little rough yeah i like it a little rough i do okay right on right now we'll keep going have you ever been cheated on yes absolutely and I have cheated, unfortunately. Uh, my my straight career was not was kind of ignominious. Uh, since I've transitioned, no, I I have neither cheated nor been cheated on. I like that word ignominious. I know. Yes. I was there. I was pretty impressed as well. Oh, this is going to be interesting. What is your go to genre of porn, and why? My go to genre of porn. Uh, it's adjacent to what I've already talked about. It is it is rough oral. Oh, rough oral. Rough oral. <laughs> well, I, with a little face that I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like getting a little manhandled. I don't particularly like having it done to me, and I feel for the for the for the men and women that are that are in those in those positions. But like, if it's a little if it's a little skull fucky, uh, turns skull me fuck. on. Yeah, skull I, I think that's the name of this episode, actually. Skull fuck. <laughs> how, how to skull fuck? And not what is it about in, skull re, f- in fantasy? It, it, yeah, it does. I think it is. A, it sounds very unpleasant. It is unpleasant. It abs. It sucks. Oh, we got but, a question. we got a question over here, yes. mother. Question from mother. What yes. the hell is skull fucking? Uh, it is exactly what you think it is. It's when the guy rams his dick in your mouth and basically fucks Usually your skull. Usually it's when you take the skull and yep. tr- fuck it. Yep. Force it oh, down. Oh, it's a little Grab BDSM. A little uh, BDSM, uh, yeah. So you like watching it, not necessarily performing it. Uh, my my um, my dentist uh, diagnosed me with a narrow throat recently, <laughs> which, which Otherwise it would have been no. fine. Way. Yes, it explains a lot of of my uh my dislike of my my conflicted feelings about skullfuckery. Like I skullfuckery. I I just I can't 
unfortunately i don't have i don't have the, the throat capacity to get skull fucked okay how listen, does this come up in a dentist yeah, appointment i would like that's exactly where my mind was going you know i don't know he was just he was doing we he was he was um examining me and he's like you know you have a narrow throat and i'm like thank you i've always <laughs> thought that <laughs> Thank you, and that's I've why I don't like skull fucking. Always thought that, <laughs> I because because like I have a problem getting big dicks down, and like, and I feel bad because like I want them down, but like, but like they would like, they would, and like other guys would be like, oh, you're just not trying. Like, yeah, I am, bro. I really am. I'm, I'm fucking can't breathe over here. You're <laughs> yeah. choking me right now. <laughs> exactly. Wait, so so, do you like doing the skull fucking? I sometimes um, it if she's into it or if he's into it um, if they're if I'm getting a good reaction out of the person if it's if they're getting turned on then yes I'll do pretty much anything that another person really enjoys. Are are you able to tell when you're watching porn which character you you'd want to be playing in that scenario? Like oh, in, yeah. when you're watching skull fucking, are you imagining yourself as the fucker or the fucky as the fucky always the fucky ah uh, um, so this is this is very sad to wait, hear wait, that you have such wait. a narrow <laughs> larynx narrow, wait so you are the fucky i mean it, it, as far as like porn porn is I, just there to gratify me uh in, i do in, not have that same yearning as you by the way <laughs> well that's i don't want to watch it i don't want to do it <laughs> i don't want to be at any part of it that sounds horrible to me <laughs> i have like, a friend I who's like I'm a, so a into this throw up. <laughs> On the it male or the female or the what? He uh, he he'd like to be the fucker. Oh, so this could be a, could this is an, 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 another shidduch. Another shidduch. All right, that's what's hooked me oh, up. Oh God, we got two shidduchs now. Yeah. All right, that is so hilarious. he likes to skull fuck somebody. Yes, yeah. big skull he's, fucker. He's the dom. He's the dom. He's the yeah. bull. Yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> but he but like he ha- he has to be aware that I have a narrow throat. Yeah, so like, I'll if, give him the. I'll definitely give him the four So it, having a narrow throat can make you gag and throw up. Yes. Yes. Oh my it, god. Has that happened? Yes. Oh, You've thrown boy. up on a dick? Uh not on a dick, but I have thrown up as a result of a dick. I took it the other way. What? What? I turned my head. Oh, okay. okay Instead okay. of throwing up on his dick, I, I threw up on the bed. Oh, I feel like this has got to be a common occurrence. It, it, uh, absolutely. Hey, you Cam, know, has anybody ever vomited on your dick? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I just can't see that happening. <laughs> no. You, what do you mean, unfortunately? You want that to happen? Well, I also think it's a measurement of, like, you know, how large you actually are. You mm-hmm. know, if you're making someone puke with this. Yeah, if you got so much dick that, like, <laughs> you, you've irrigated their lunch. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Help. <laughs> Irrigated their lunch. I asked for this by asking that question. Okay. We have to wrap up, unfortunately. Um, but can we continue talking with you on our Patreon? Oh, we yes. got we got to get some real good yes. scoop on the Patreon. Yes, so absolutely. If you listeners, if you want more of this wonderful discussion with Gina Bloom, check out patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. And Gina, if they want to find your work or, or your podcast, will you share how they can find it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything with me is done through my Instagram and Twitter. It's the same handle. It's at Gina Bloom, J-E-E-N-A-B-L-O-O-M. Uh, you can find links to my my podcast, Sweet Delady's Guide to Bro Culture, and also my weekly stand-up show uh, in during quarantine, which is every Saturday at 7 p.m. Pacific. So if you want to see me do comedy, you want to hear me talk about bro movies, just hit me up on either Insta or Twitter. Hell yes. Yeah, we're this planning on being on there to talk about bro shit. Yes. Cannot we, wait. We end with the same question, which is, have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa? Oh, yeah. I uh, never, never walked in on me because I didn't have sex uh, at home. Uh, I didn't have, I didn't even have gay sex until I was 21 uh, and, and I was at college. Uh, but yeah, I, a couple of times, my parents, they were, yeah. Um <laughs> And it, it was just, it was, yeah, it was not good. Uh, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, they had five kids. We all knew that they fucked, but like, yeah, no. Um, and like, I, I don't begrudge them. It didn't scar me, but it was like, yeah, I, I should have came home 10 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your Zodiac sign? 
Uh, I'm a Capricorn. Uh, a hard worker. Okay. Yeah. This has become our new last question. Yeah, the new last question. Well, <laughs> Usually that's the first ask, question, you actually. You were supposed to ask questions and you didn't. I, at this point, you should just ask the question. No, at this point, you had to ask the question. It doesn't make sense if I ask the question. How do you feel about talking about sex with my mom? Oh, this is so much fun. You guys yeah, are great. Yeah. <laughs> this, is so, this is so cool. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. So yes, am I. Thank so you I. very Gina, much thank you, for you coming for on. Pleasure. Yeah, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. And that was Gina Bloom. Boy, was she good, huh? I, I really love this. enjoyed it. That was so fun. I'm excited to be on her podcast. I'm glad she educated you on skull fucking. Yeah. I had never heard about that before, but uh, I, I'm surprised. How did like you not hear about skull term. fucking? I, I actually heard the term. I just didn't know what the hell it was. I had no idea. <laughs> and what, do you know? I, I bet, do you know what a rusty trombone is? I mean, I know some of these yeah. terms, but yeah, I know what you uh, bring up the rusty trombone all the fucking time. That's what I'm talking about. There's some terms that I just want to hide from, like that and Blumpkin. But <laughs> anyway. I'm sure the sneaky freaks are very familiar with these terms and you you know, it's just interesting that she said she wants to do it, but she has a narrow throat. So, okay. Anyway, let's move Uh, on. I love talking (laughs) with her. I loved hearing about what her whole transition was like, what her childhood was like. This is an absolutely fascinating one. And I'm glad she joined us. If you enjoyed hearing this and want to learn more about the uh, transition between uh, what you start out with and what you end up with, listen to our episode with Jesse Dubai. She's a porn star and very similar kind of, you know, the way of thought from teenage on. It was very cool to to hear the both of them. What episode was that, Cam? Episode 29, Honesty with Transsexual Porn Star Jesse Dubai. Cam, I'm going to fix her up with my friend. You're always doing the shirach. Yeah, and it's this one I think is going to be a good one. Yeah, why so are you far. always, you know, people might not like, all like to be fixed up with people. I'm a matchmaker. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. You want me to so, continue? Okay. No, I don't. I want to tell our listeners that uh, we do have an incredible Patreon bonus for you. If you want to support the show and if you can't get enough of sex talk with my mom, you get a full 10 to 15 minute episode every goddamn guest we have patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom that's in the episode description and i also want to thank everyone who's been joining us there upping their pledges it really means the world to us and allows us to keep making this and uh you can join as little as five dollars a month which is a bargain yeah you're not going out to get coffee these days most likely so spend that money on us how do you like uh, yeah. that? Support your favorite goddamn mother-son sex podcasting duo. Yeah, it's a podcast and chill. Get it? Well, actually, speaking of that, Cam, it would be a good idea, I think, if all the kids on this that listen to this podcast would share it with their parents, or if you're a parent listening, share it with your adult kids. I think that's right. I, I would love to hear what your parent says when you say, hey, check out this podcast called Sex Talk with My Mom. And we've heard we've heard really good things when people have shared it with each other and said that hey they watched it or they listened to it together. So I mean, try it. You like? Let it. us let us know by texting us or leaving us a voicemail at yes text mom, our phone number yes text mom. We'd love to hear the stories and share it on our morning after show. And I also want to thank everyone who's been leaving us reviews. We got one from Mexico recently. Cool. This one said, amazing. I love it. I really love it. I want to be with you guys. Five stars by Ariel Ramirez. Ariel, Thank gracias. Thank you very much. And then Muchas we gracias, got, Ariel. We got Maximus Decimus Meridius 1, who said, so much fun. I spent the entire podcast laughing and having such a great time. Is that Okay, wonderful? it's nice to know it's that a- we provide a little entertainment in this time of fear and coronaville. Yeah, it's a little song and dance show over here. You know, Cam, I certainly hope that when we come out of this whole thing, we uh, we have provided a little entertainment for everyone and that they will continue uh, when they're working out or when they used to drive in cars or or go on trains, planes, and automobiles. Yep. And, Mom, will you provide us with a little more song and dance with the... uh... I will. But I also would like to mention that... I'm on TikTok, by the way. Jesus Christ. Karen Lee Potter, but and so is Sex Talk with Mom. But also, we have an Instagram page, and that's a really good way that you can, uh, if you can't share it, you know, verbally with someone, then just you know, share that uh, little Instagram post 
Yep, it helps us out a bunch. All right, so, and so here we go. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and flowers and the trees and finding fun with Jenna Bloomy. Eh, eh, yeah. Eh. I've done yeah. better, but. Skull yeah. fucky. Skull fucky. I think you got to stop. Get. I think we got to move away from the E's and well, just go skull fucking. They're going to be slant rhymes from now on. Slant rhymes. What's a slant rhyme? It's not a perfect rhyme, but it's like kind of is there. All right. All right. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. We love you so much, you little sneaky freaks. Bye. Hi, I'm Tristan Taramino, the host of the podcast Sex Out Loud. I'm answering the Pleasure Podcast's question of the month and telling you my number one sex tip for quarantine. Use this opportunity to expand your definition of intimacy. It might include mutual masturbation, an erotic massage, dirty text messages, or a new sex toy connected to an app. And if you're in the mood for some pleasure in politics, listen to my podcast, Sex Out Loud.